0: Got Your Your Ears On is brought brought to you you by by. Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. hoo And Johnson! Guido, do you remember how we talked about
1: stuff last week on the last show? Yes. Well... Boy, have I got a same sort of conversation for you this
0: week. Everything old is new again, That's right? It's right. the same thing. It's the same thing. WVU drops another game. They lose to TCU, 41 to 31 in Morgantown for homecoming. Fine homecoming, it was beautiful day in Morgantown. Unfortunately, not a win. And uh You know, really, unfortunately, if you were a betting person and you bet on West Virginia to cover that seven and a half, you were not a happy person at the end of that game either. When they give up that uh, kind of weird touchdown in the fourth quarter to uh, allow TCU to take a 10 point lead and win the game. I think there was a video, uh, Scooty, out on the Internet of uh, Dave Portnoy, who had put quite a bit of money down on WVU to cover and uh, they did
2: not. They did not. He was. Uh, beside himself uh, walked out of the room he was he was upset yeah
0: so uh johnson wvu drops another one and, and and just like you said it's kind of it's it's the same story all over again i mean the only difference between this and the texas tech game in my opinion uh was that the offense decided to show up and play some football so it felt like we were in it for a lot of the game it was it was a shootout, but. It is, it's the same tale of, of defense to me, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess it's
1: one of those hollow victories, Guido, when we feel good about, quote unquote, only giving up around 500 yards this week as opposed to the 600 we normally give up. You know, there's... Scoot, I think you could argue that this game actually makes you more angry about Texas Tech, does it not? Because to me, it puts a microscope on how lost you were in this road trip to Lubbock. Because, look, TCU is humming right now, and you you punched with them. I mean, look, plenty of opportunities missed. I mean, I'm not trying to silver line anything here, but you're watching this. You're looking at the box score. You're... if you consider this in the same context of the team you just watched go out to Lubbock a week ago, to me it makes me even more angry at just how lost and unprepared they were to go against Texas Tech. Really? Well, it it
2: definitely makes you wonder, like how big is that home field advantage, or I guess the lack thereof when you go on the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think it would be as pronounced as it is, but now you know you've got to think when we go to Iowa State, that's going to be a factor. When yeah, you it go... doesn't
1: engender much confidence, does it? I mean, it's like no, any No, that
2: trip... would be the game left that we think maybe we have a shot at, but Right? we're on the road.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think what even adds more insult to injury is that one of the highlights, I think, of this week's game against TCU was C.J. Donaldson, 104 yards on 19 carries, two touchdowns with a long of 38, averaging almost a six yards a carry has a severely terrible injury at the end of the game there whatever within the fourth quarter doesn't look well, good doesn't sound like he's coming back
2: i'm going to say a couple things that may be uh i don't know how they'll be taken but i don't i guess i don't really worry about how they're going to be taken
0: let's hear him scoot tree of trust Well,
2: okay so for one cj donaldson's coming off of what looked like potentially could have been a career ending injury right so it's amazing that he came back in the, in the first place right was he rushed back? I don't know the answer to that. Only the only he and the doctors really know the answer to that. But he's being asked to do things that I don't think even he thought he would be doing six months ago, four months ago. And and I wonder if um, maybe maybe we used him too much. I don't want to say we used him too much, but maybe he's he wasn't ready to be used as much as he was.
1: Well, I think they're reasonable. So I've seen a lot of that talk on Twitter because there were some people tweeting, and I get the gist of the point they were trying to make, but you saw some discussion on Twitter this week, like, hey, look, we had this whole contingent of people that was like, why aren't you using CJ Donaldson more? You're not using him enough. Then he gets hurt, and now you're seeing those same people come back and say, why are you using him so much? And so I, But I think the rational, I think if if you step back a minute, Scoot, I think- until that Texas game where he had the scary concussion, you know carted off injury, I too would have been saying, look, man, feed that guy the ball. But ever since that injury, I think the the reasonable approach would have been to maybe put him on like a pitch count or something and just make sure you know, look, he's a freshman. That's a huge jump in you know speed and and hits he's taking and stuff. because um, now I agree with you. it's like it feels like now you're risking, you know, you're, you're just, you're just wearing that. You're just wearing that strength out. You're not, you may be now not, you know, barring what this injury is. Maybe you can't use them for the rest of the season. Unfortunately,
2: I think what a, maybe a realistic expectation or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, again, I'm not there, but realistic game plan would have been okay. Uh, Tony Mathis is out. Let's use Justin Johnson as if he were Tony Mathis, run, run Johnson as the Tony Mathis and Donaldson as the Donaldson, like they had been or, okay. You don't feel good with that. Then we split Tony where we split not Tony. So then we split Justin Johnson and Jalen Anderson. So they're going to get, you know, half the amount of carries a, a piece, but they're going to play that Tony Mathis role. And Donaldson will still kind of be that thunder to their lightning, but we didn't really see that we just saw a heavy usage of CJ Donaldson to start the game and and like I said, this guy was like uh what a tight end in high school right like he right I mean oh by the way, you're gonna run the ball nineteen
1: times probably not something he thought he'd be doing to to just piggyback on really quick Guido to what scoot's saying I'm also a little bit wondering why we can't you know. Justin Johnson, yes, plays in this game, but was also banged up coming in. They didn't even really expect him to play coming in, or were, you know, it was like more of a game time decision. Scoot, we have other running backs on the roster. Hey,
2: right? can we get friend of the show, Mark Rucker, a, a carry, a toe? Yeah, can seriously. we let that guy toe? Well, I mean, once? you're already playing on. one
1: freshman. If you have to, because you have injuries, why not? I mean, use you know, give give some other people some totes. We we saw Jalen Anderson, but that's about it.
0: Well, and here's the thing about him, like, I, you know, I think the the sort of overarching thought from everybody in the media was, well, Jalen Anderson's going to redshirt this year. We're going to save that year of eligibility. Let's redshirt him. Now it's like, well, you may not be able to because you've probably lost C.J. Donaldson yeah. for a while, if not for the rest of the season. Right. You know, Mathis is up in the air still. You, Justin Johnson, while injured or not injured it, it, we've seen glimpses of greatness but still but now you're you're so thin I mean you know you're so thin in the running back situation now um I, I just it starts and then on, on top of that you know it's great when JT puts together a good game and he's connecting with the receivers but now you're 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 letting these all these defenses know hey we're pretty weak at running back so you better guard everybody double up on everybody because the ball's going to go through the air And we
1: continue to do this thing guido that we harped on last season and i wanted to bring it up to you guys because we haven't we haven't really spent a whole lot of time but this we, we talked last week how this offense doesn't seem to help the defense out very much and i think it's weird that we continued it, for some reason to me it stuck out more in this game we could have talked about we could have talked about it last week too but we continue to ask JT Daniels to do an RPO in a lot of those shotgun snaps and recall how we used to talk about, there's absolutely no way anyone anywhere thinks that Jarrett Daigie ever going to pull that and run. I feel the same way about JT Daniels doing that. And in fact, I would argue we'd probably be angry if he did take off and run and get hurt or something. So I was just going to bring that up to you guys. Like why, it's weird that is is that just a Neil Brown thing? Like, hey, I know I know you're the new guy here, but you got to run this RPO thing. I
0: don't even know if it's if it's if it's that or if it's just that there are just so many broken plays. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like there's not a lot. I mean, there are called QB runs, but there's a lot of like, oh, that looked like a broken play, so JT had to make something of it, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's I just. They keep, you know, Neil Brown keeps harping on the fact that the offense needs to perform better, and I keep thinking you're putting so much pressure on the offense to have to perform top-notch because the defense is going to give up 40 points or 500 yards a game, Scooty. Well, what I was going to tell you guys is there are three things
2: that are certain in this life. Okay. Death. Okay. Yes. Taxes. All right. Or- And Justin Johnson on that third offensive series will be running the ball. And we continue once again to run that option every time. It's like, come on, what are we doing? And this time uh, we did get a little, uh, I don't know, uh, a wild hair hair on our backside and put Garrett Green in the slot. And we actually threw to Garrett Green, which uh, is that a sign of, hey, this is step one of this play there's a progression to it where maybe down the road he throws after he receives the ball in the flat I don't know if that's a a thing to look for in the future but at least we're trying to run Garrett Green in some other way because it's obvious that we don't want to use him as a quarterback
1: well I think the the weird thing though in this game is as much as we malign the defense Guido I think you'd have to argue that if and look, I'm gonna toss out this weird, you know, last score that TCU had because that's just like pouring salt in the wound. But I think if you came out and you said, "Hey, your defense is actually only gonna give up six points in the second half," like when you come out of halftime, you're down. You know, you're down, but your defense is only gonna give up six points. I think we all would have been high fiving each other and and getting excited about a potential upset. Guido, the offense. Sort of fizzles in the second half
0: and doesn't take advantage of any opportunities. It's really disappointing. It's very much West Virginia doing West Virginia things, right, Johnson? It's like we we have the opportunity and we still can't. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Together. To
1: me, you have to tip your hat to the defense. I mean, were they getting cooked on big plays early? Yeah. I mean, look, that's. I think at one point we in this gave game, up excuse,
2: a seventy something yard touchdown yeah. to a guy on one leg. Right. <laughs> he right. rolled his ankle, injured his ankle, <laughs> came out of the game. He was out of the game for
1: a good portion of the first quarter. And then he got comes back in untouched 72 (laughs) yard touchdown. Well, I think at one point in the first half, they were showing that TCU was averaging like 13 yards a play. Like they were averaging a point a play at one point, at one part of this game. So I, I think, you know, I was ready for a track meet the defense actually sort of gets their poop in a group in the second half and the offense just doesn't just doesn't take advantage of it It was as if they said that guy's got one leg we're
2: not gonna worry about covering him (laughs) i don't care if he's six five and really good and he actually uh leads the team Uh, he has twice as many receptions as the next highest person on the team we won't guard him he's got one leg
0: we'll let him just
2: go down the field and catch the ball.
0: And that's what we did. And hey, Johnson, I don't I don't disagree with you. Like I think it's good. I think the defense everybody yes, the defense looked better in the second half. I think there's a couple of factors. I mean one is is that yeah the Malachi Ruffin interception was great. I think it was I I felt like when I when it happened, I was like, is this the first interception this year? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, <laughs> it's bad to say that. It, like I'm like I, I can't remember the last time I saw an interception. It was like, a good this... interception. It was more of a bad
2: pass. It was a though. bad like, really pass though. As, You're
0: right, Scooty. Like, it wasn't. And that's like, the thing
2: about it. He was falling over backwards and it and he was behind the receiver. He just happened to like the the quarterback threw Duggan through a little too far. So I don't want to say I don't want to take anything away. I guess I mean well, a good but it wasn't a Jacoby yeah. spells, but it wasn't like he against broke, Virginia
0: Tech yeah, or it wasn't something, like he, right? Yeah, and here and here's the thing, and there was we had again no pressure on Doug in the whole game. Like we, we sacked him one time. He was throwing the ball all over the place. It was it felt like there was no he had he was never under duress. It and felt his
2: like. legs, he had some leg issues himself. They had, they made a big deal about it where they he got compression socks. Because his legs were bothering. Oh, him I
0: think those copper
1: fit. Yeah, I think yeah, he got right, those like, Farves. <laughs> yeah, wears them under his Wranglers. Whatever, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so he's got these compression socks on, and we don't even like put much pressure on him because they were talking about how uh, the big fear was that this guy can run. We didn't really run all that much because his legs were bothering
1: him. You ever try compression socks?
2: Uh, I just feel like they're like tall socks right I mean yeah I don't
1: really understand like I've heard you're like it's good when you travel put some compression socks on like long long flights you know like
2: uh like Lawrence Moton from Syracuse
1: uh maybe but I think I I don't think he would have been wearing like the big tall copper fit black ones though
2: yeah I don't I, I guess I'm not a compression
1: sock guy i don't I think i'm be. a compression i think sock. i could guido, be guido where do you fall on compression yeah. socks I feel in? like
0: all of a sudden we're a podcast about compression socks now it's like hey are you over the age of 50 and like to listen to podcasts <laughs> tune in to guy you well, to this talk about compression this week's, separate, this week's next episode. week dentures <laughs> <laughs> Progressive lenses, guys. Where, where do you stand on shuffleboard, Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> or Are walking around or the mall? Co- th- I mean, th- this, this conversation is not like totally indicative of like this well, WVU let team, me right? ask you
1: guys a question. So on on this week on Twitter, I feel like we could host a show called Twit. Like this week on WVU Twitter. Okay. And there was a lot of talk I noticed. I feel like you, you know, when you scoot, you feel like you notice a trend in the WVU Twitter sphere yes, yes. Of, you're of certain sensing a trend. You're sensing a, a topic that is yes. trending. Yes. This week. I felt like I read a lot about people saying, Hey, look, Neil Brown scoot. One nice guy. Mm, very nice. Stop guy. being, guy. stop being big meanies to him. Okay. Yes. Two. Yeah. Uh, he's got the guys playing hard. Oh, okay? playing hard, playing hard, playing hard, playing their tails Play off. Hard. And I just wanted to, yeah. playing their tails well, off. Well, I just wanted to get your I just wanted to get your thoughts because I'll go first. Like my thoughts on that were like I don't care. Okay, I don't care if you're a knight. Like I do, but I mean, as far as like if Shane Lyons is listing out job disc- like if you looked on LinkedIn, which nice you guy. probably which you probably will find soon, type cannonballs. L- like, yeah, what you're not on the qualifications you're not going to see must be a nice guy. Like, I hope no. you're a nice guy and you're not a big jerk. That's oh, a bonus. And I you think don't that's grumble, a bonus. Nice guy's a like, bonus. We're pretty much describing like uh, Nick Saban and he's won like what, seven national champions. Like he doesn't yeah. have to be a nice guy, right? Bill and Belichick, then, is right, he a nice guy? Right, no. And nope. then no. playing hard, Scoot that's just that you're supposed to like congratulations for having them doing something you're supposed to do right right like showed up
0: showed up to your job on time yeah like right
1: thank you guido like if if you go talk to tennessee or georgia or i don't know pick some pick a five and two pick tcu and you go and you talk to the coach and say hey guys thanks for having the guy they're they're playing really hard i think the coach would look at you and say of course they are. Like, if they're not, why are that's we even here? Like, what are we even doing if they're not playing hard? Right. So, anyway, I just bring that up to get your all's opinion because I felt like it was weird this week. Do you think
2: if if they don't play hard, that's uh, like midseason firing? Like, is that, I mean.
0: No, uh, here, here's what I, here's where I'll give you. So, I know, and Johnson, you, you're totally talking about the postgame press conference. Uh, Neil Brown comes out. He's like, the guys are playing hard. They're playing for us. They're doing what we ask them to do. If you have a problem about talk, talk you can talk about me, but don't talk about the kids. I'm a man. Yeah, it, w- it was very much. It was very much. I'm a man. I'm 40. It was very much that in in his own Neil Brown sort of uh, Kentucky ish sort of way. Um, here Here's my opinion on the whole thing. Neil Brown's uh, his sort of vernacular now the way he's talking to the press talking to the media talking about the team is very much I think starting to position himself to try to save his job because I think he's at a point now where he's saying listen I understand that the results aren't there but the guys are playing hard and they're playing and they're with us they I think he said with us like four times in the postgame press conference and so at the end of the day that's great I I think if the kids are in the locker room and they like you and they're having and they're playing hard for you, that's great. At the end of the day, it's your job as the head coach of West Virginia University football well, to produce results. I totally agree. It, I, we're paying you four million dollars
1: a year to do so. Like, so think I, of this: so this past year,
0: yeah,
2: we had to re-recruit players that are currently on the team that were on the team before, right? Correct. Yep. And we had a what was our record last year? Six and seven. Uh, yeah. Six and six. Six and six. But then we lost the bowl game, right? So. Right. Okay. Uh, this year shaping up to be a worse record, right? Correct. Uh, those guys that are with us and playing hard for us are going to be playing hard for somebody else, <laughs> right? Because there's a good chance that guys know, like, there's no doubt in my mind, like coaches may say that they don't pay attention to social media or they don't get involved in, you know, I turn my phone off or whatever. Like you're, it's hard to do that to a college kid. So college kids read Twitter, college kids. Of course. Yeah. Of course. hear stuff, you know, on high street college kids. And look, they're
1: gauging it themselves too. I mean, they don't want to waste four years. Like they, how many of these guys are probably thinking, okay, well,
2: uh, central Michigan recruited me, um, Rutgers was interested,
1: you know. Like, I bet there's a bunch of these guys thinking, "Okay, I've got to work on my exit strategy." Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. And Guido, the the other reason I bring that up though is, the other thing that's sort of riding on top of this wave of nice guy people playing hard is we we now had after this TCU game, this whole contingent of people that were like, "You know what? I thought we were going to get killed today." and it was close at the end and good on those guys and i was just yeah. like oh we my god it. that that makes my head want to explode right like what are right. we doing we're bet scoot what are you we're better than that right we're don't do that to me i don't want that that's not the team i want to root for. i don't want to root for those scamps that get beat by 80 but this time they only lost by 10. I'm proud of those little scamps. You know, like don't do that to me. That's not my team. I don't root for that team. Stop
0: expecting what you get and start to expect what you deserve. Yeah, that's, there I you go. That's, 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 that's the t-shirt, you know? Scoot. That that's, is the yes, t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like expect and, and, what and here's you the deserve. thing guys. So we we uh we've now, you know, TCU by the way. Congrats to them because I think they have a very good shot now. Especially if they can pull it together and run the table. Yeah, like TCU's TCU's in a really good yeah, position they are. coming into their last. And their four coach games. has been there for how long?
1: Second season, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting.
0: Right. Sunny Dykes. Yeah, trust that. Very trust interesting. Trust in that climb. Um, now we 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 turn around, right, guys? We go on the road. We play Iowa State. If you look at ESPN's RPI uh, winning percentage chance for WVU in the last four games, here's what you got. Of the last four games, Iowa State, Oklahoma kansas and oklahoma state which game do you think wvu has the best chance of winning right now well it's probably going to be according to espn it's probably going
2: to be like oklahoma because that's it's the oklahoma,
0: oklahoma 43.9 percent chance of winning that which well, i still like, don't feel good about that's that. like bizarre oh. world isn't yeah, it like, like that's weird iowa state yeah. right now 29.3 percent chance if you look at the rpi k-state right now is 34 percent, and oklahoma state's 25 percent. not looking good for west virginia like, not looking great for us to finish out the season. Uh And in 2019, Neil Brown went one for three against these four teams, these last four it's, teams. It's possible, which I didn't
2: think it was possible, but it is possible that our record might be worse than all three of us predicted. Yeah, think about that. Yes. I was
1: thinking the same thing. How bad is that? I thought we were being pessimistic, and look at this. Yeah, but...
2: But uh what was it a week ago? Somebody thought we were gonna be we could still be, you know, what, nine and three or eight and four. Somebody was chirping about on
1: Well Twitter. Guido on. Guido said that after the win. Who was it on the broadcast, Guido, that said, like, I still think nine and three is attainable? <laughs> Coach Coach Wallace,
0: man. <laughs> he's right. always uh, well, like Dwight, man, he he's, he's like, This team, we could still there's nine wins are still uh, out there. No, hard. they're not. Yeah. But, you know, uh, no, this I mean, there's a good chance that we finish three and nine this year. Well, and that is rough goings. Well, because it's three
2: and nine. One of those wins is against a team that I'm not even sure they fielded people. And then you've got uh, what uh, Virginia Tech, which is maybe the worst power five school feels like they are. And then and they're not great. Um,
1: well, it makes you wonder how we beat Baylor. Right. Well,
0: doesn't it? yes i mean it makes you it makes you wonder, and i think and here's the thing i think iowa state's going to come into this game next week and they're going to be ready because they took a tough loss against oklahoma coming into this game i think they need they're like that's the difference it was i think the i think and pat mcfee kind of alluded to this on college game day it was kind of a trap game for tcu right and I think TCU. It's a I think TCU came into that game thinking they were just going to blow WVU out of the water and didn't have to do much to do it. West Virginia stuck with them a lot of the lot of the game. I think you're going to have the opposite. I think uh, Iowa State's coming off of a loss. They're going to come into this game. at, at home. Is Brock Purdy still
2: no. the quarterback there?
0: I'm, no, he is not the quarterback there. Anymore. I feel like he's
1: been there forever. Well, the weird thing uh, though, Scoot. So Iowa State's on a five-game losing streak. I mean, they're they're not good by any. Stretch of the imagination. This is a rivalry, but game. but, but <laughs> Scoot, listen, they lost to Kansas fourteen to eleven. They lost yep. to Kansas State, a very good like Kansas State Purple Kansas that just demolished, by the way, Coach Gundy's team, which I thought was the surprise of the weekend, ten to nine. They lost to Texas 24-21. Talking, I guess my like, I gonna guess my point is it's like, going to be bad. Like we're looking at their record like hey they're not good, but I mean, they It's going to be bad. I'm telling they, you. They like they have a few losses what, 3, 4 losses by well, a combined like 10 points. So it might have
2: been it might have been Jake Lance. Uh, I'll give him credit cuz I like Jake. Um I don't know if it was him or not, but he had written about you had mentioned those four schools that we have left and then he had written the records the last 3 years. Against those yeah. four schools. And I think we have like a combined record of like three and 12 or three and three, three and, three and nine, and seven, three I and think seven. Yeah, yeah. something like, that. right. I mean, it's, it's not great. It's, mm-hmm. And it's not great with our, our hit, if history has taught us anything, uh, you do like to reference three, history. you you're not looking score. at three wins anytime soon in a row,
0: right? So And I think I think that alone, I like Scooty, I'm on the I'm on the Scooty bandwagon. I think that alone is a fireable offense at this point. Like, like it's I think insane. you've been the coach of the team for five years or four years. Like that's a fire. You can't win three games in a row. Have you beat that's a ranked sc- team?
2: Have you been ranked at any point? Like
0: those should be three things that are
2: like in your contract as a power five coach. Like those are three checkboxes that you should try to at least attain. I don't know, two of the three to proceed All on right. to another year. Listen,
0: listen, we got to stop. We got to stop beating this horse every week because it is like, it is, it is rough. It's the same. conversation. Let me tell you something. It's the same conversation every week. It really is. It, it absolutely. Well, is. the
1: interesting thing, I, I think this Iowa state team, I guess where I was going with my, like their records bad, but I think there's other indicators here that show they're not really half bad the overriding factor scoot to me is that you have to go on the road. Like we show no competency when we take a road trip somewhere, we show no competency other than the worst Virginia tech team in decades to be successful against anyone. So I'm not con we all three preseason pick this at iowa state game as a loss i Are think we
2: surprised that neil brown is not blamed yet the traveling secretary
0: <laughs> i don't know
2: for putting them up in a bad place or something or or the the meals were at the wrong time or something
0: all right anyways i want to move on to basketball i want to spend a good time a good amount of time on basketball let's do this real quick wvu plays iowa state saturday 3 30 that game you got to pay to see by the way it's on the plus so get your nickels out. Here we go. Uh, so WVU right now is a dog by six and a half points. Iowa State is, is favored by six and a half through most six, six and a half, depending on who you look at between DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM. Uh, the over under right now, the total is 51 even uh, on the game. I'm, you know, I think we all picked this as a loss, right, Johnson? That's what you just said. We all pick- we all picked it preseason, yeah, as a loss. I'm sticking with it. I mean, I I think Iowa State, you know, still uh, is it hasn't been playing great, but they're they're only averaging 21 points a game right now, but they're only giving up 16 points a game. Defense is going to be better this week. Iowa State has a better defense. I still think WVU struggles again. I think Iowa State scores more than they have been. Uh, I think his name's Doug Hunter. Is that the quarterback's name? Uh, De- De- Hunter Derrick's, I think, or something like that. Uh, he's he's gonna gonna go on over top of us again. Like it's gonna be the same thing. Secondary's gonna get eaten alive. I'm gonna say Iowa State, 31, WVU, 17. Johnson, what do you think it's going to be? First of all, I think Doug Hunter sell, sounds like he's selling used cars in Princeton or something. That's it's what I Hunter Hunter Derrick's a Der, Derricker. He's new this year. That's I, it's it's really hard. It's really hard talking about a quarterback in Iowa Brock State Birdie. that's not named Purdy. Yeah, right. It's really hard. <laughs> um, I think I, I'm going to
1: agree with a lot of what you just said. I think it pains me to to just continue to think about how the offense for WVU is not really. Um, they're not really scoots setting the world on fire. Like I thought they might be. I think Iowa state's defense is probably going to be one of the better defenses in conference that we face. Uh, I think we get to 21 Um, and that over under it's funny how we've been watching these over unders Guido. This seems low now for a WVU game after what TCU was 70, I think last week. So I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go 30, 21, Iowa State. Very
0: weird. Very yeah, weird. Yeah, Scooty, I'll tell you, Hunter, and I think it's Deckers, by the way, that I'm going to go with the third pronunciation of his last name. I've gone in the last two minutes. Hunter Deckers uh, right now is third in the Big 12 in average passing yards per game at 270 oh, yards good. a game. Well, that
1: shouldn't be a problem um, for us. That's good. No,
0: it shouldn't be. So what do you think, Scoot? How's this game going to
2: well, end? Well, um, very odd that we were all thinking similarly, Um, now that you've thrown in that little tidbit, I'm going to give them a couple more points. So I am going to say Iowa state 34 WVU
0: 20. All right. There you go. So. That's what we got. WVU plays Iowa State uh, in Ames, you know, because it's exciting to go to Ames, Iowa, where it's probably going to be negative 15 degrees in 75-mile-per-hour right. winds on Saturday right. at 3.30 kickoff. Uh, that game is on ESPN+, Plus, so get your nickels out to pay for it. What else was on ESPN+, Plus if you didn't get a chance to watch it? Friday night, WVU played an exhibition, scrimmage exhibition game against Bowling Green in the Coliseum. They won handily. They was seventy three to fifty seven over the Bowling Green Falcons, Scooty, uh, and this is Bowling Green, Ohio, of Ohio, Scooty. Ohio. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's it, Scooty and I talked briefly earlier uh, about this. It's really hard to gauge anything from this. Uh, I mean, there were ten players that had double digit minutes. Uh, there was a lot going on. I will say Eric Stevenson showed a lot. I mean, he he shot a lot. He was 5 for 11, had 18 points, but he also gave up the ball a lot with 6 turnovers, uh, but he had 10 rebounds. So, you know, that double-double is nice to see in your first game. I, I think for me, Joe Toussaint coming off the bench, kind of taking Kedrian's spot, playing a little few more minutes than Kedrian did, 25 minutes over Kedrian's 18. Toussaint looked good out there. Throw the ball around, you know, he, he's... he's uh, a lot of assists. I think he had four or five assists, uh, Scooty. I think this team is starting to come together. Well,
2: I, here's what I'll tell you, and I, I have, I'm a, I've been saying this, and I'll continue to say this. What's that? The, the teams that are traditionally, the top ranked teams, don't run, ten, twelve guys out there for ten plus minutes a game. Yeah. So. We've got to do a better job of paring that down. And I get it. It's an exhibition game. The first couple games actually of the season are going to be like that. Um, A lot of times you hear Coach Huggins talk about trying to figure out rotations and who's a good substitute with who and who plays well with who. Um, But we've got to to pare that down. I, I think you want to get to a good number of eight or nine guys that's a that's a pretty solid look that may mean some guys aren't happy but that's just how it is like that's basketball um, I am excited about Joe Toussaint. I'm excited about having a tough New York guard um, I'm excited about uh, Eric Stevenson uh, getting uh, Emmett Matthews back in the mix I think Emmett had 14 um, but I am excited and uh, Guido we've got some some news on the team moving forward
0: yeah yeah i mean i don't know if you, i'd say this is breaking news i mean by the time this podcast has come out you've probably already heard about this but uh we got we got jose perez coming to wvu scoody a six foot five 200 pound uh guard from manhattan from the, he's a new york guy another like, new york this is guy scoody wants this is he's, yeah. a,
2: he's from the bronx i'm gonna guess he's probably played with joe or against joe toussaint before um He was the Mac, the Mac player of the year, because there's two A's in there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which is what, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference? Yes, I think so. Not the Mac, but the Mac. Um, He was the player of the year last year, averaged almost 19 points a game. Uh, He's the preseason player this year. Uh, His coach, Steve Mazziello, uh, was relieved of his duties this past Monday or Tuesday. Which
1: what I mean, look, I don't know the full story on that, but the timing is horrific, isn't? Unless
2: it not? it's like, hey, this guy's broken laws. Right? You should never okay. Fire yeah, a guy. like you're
1: just immediately out of here. Like
2: if it's just for performance, like maybe you tread some water, you know? Like I don't know. You let the let some results happen
1: first but as a re- i mean we're focusing on jose perez but as a result pretty much manhattan's whole team just went okay and went and got in the transfer portal right right so like you-
0: right, right like
2: immediately so then almost. you've got to start hey, wondering it's, like it's crazy who's staying can we play games like what the heck can we
0: play games that would yeah. be right but i mean you're right Scooty. ethan bach uh broke this story on twitter uh and you saw wv sports now uh put out a great article that ethan put out there a bach um, bomb. you know a Bach bomb, I, yeah, like, I like that. that. We got to tell Ethan a Bach bomb. That's a good one. Uh, they've got that out there. That's out there. That's not.
1: Oh, uh, it's a new. That's, that's,
0: a, that's already not, we, You're not claiming. We, it. I thought you came up with it. No, no I thought no. that was just off, off the dome right now. No, 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 yeah, no. This is really, this has no. been somebody else. Uh, somebody else be, be yeah. to uh, Perez, though, um before his time in Manhattan, he played at Marquette, uh which is interesting. You know, so. It's not like it's not like you're getting a, a guy coming out of the MAC and coming straight to a Power yes, Five conference. he's not just a MAC mm-hmm. guy. He's, <laughs> he's, I mean, he, right? You know, Marquette's a program, right? right. And uh, and I, you know, I think that uh, it, the the biggest question is right now is will he be eligible to play this season? It's not a hundred percent clear on that.
2: I I think he will be this season. The question for me, the question will be, will he be able to play first semester? Um. I and I, I'm hoping yes. I'm thinking yes. What I think is going to end up happening. This is all speculation, of course. But what I think is going to end up happening is he may have to walk on because we're kind of at a full house. We got a full house. Well, we're, I think we're packed. Yeah, full. I think so we have
1: no scholarships
2: left. He right? will so. walk on. He'll get some of that uh, name and likeness
1: cash. Some of that sweet nil to, that's the money to cover yeah. his
2: expenses
1: okay and then so we're
0: we gonna see him doing uh, uh so he's gonna, be, gonna have, have a doing. he's Toothman gonna be, Ford is gonna roll well, yeah, him out he's somewhere. gonna be doing those uh, pepperoni right. roll commercials
2: he's be selling, some, selling
1: some pepperoni rolls yes and then
2: <laughs> um what what potentially could happen is he continues to get that just for this year because he only has one year or uh is it something where maybe they red shirt somebody i don't know how that would work if that keeps if you retain your scholarship i would think you do but um I guess it's possible that maybe somebody else decides to be, a, or maybe they move somebody to a walk-on. I don't know. But um, like right now, Josiah Davis uh, was recruited, but he is a walk-on. And he's, if you recall, yeah. one of the Josiahs that happened to come right at the
1: beginning of the semester. You always like saying one of the Josiahs. It's so bizarre
2: that there's two Josias. Like, come on. What are the chances of that?
0: Well, well, you think about it this way, you know, Perez coming on the team takes us to 15, right? Cuz you had you had 12 guys the other day. You were missing Trey Mitchell, uh you were missing Pat Sumnack, Sumnick, you know, and yep. now Sumnick and now you add uh, Perez, that brings you to 15. It is. It's, it's it's a lot of guys. It's you know,
1: it's a lot of names. And Guido the the Trey Mitchell situation has me really just sad. 'Cause I was really excited about him and it feels like that could be a prolonged well, absence,
2: doesn't I it? I hear the boot is off. Okay. I hear the boot is off.
1: So
0: Huggins said in the postgame press conference that, you know, a week ago Trey was shooting from, you know, like the free throw line from inside the box. And then this week of practice he was shooting from the perimeter. So it sounds like there's progress, but you know, Huggins again kind of played it off and said, "Well, it's up. To, it's not up to me. It's up to the doctors." So, I, it, you know, it's tough because he's he was supposed to be the player, yeah, right? Like right? He was supposed to be the guy on this team. So, I think that that makes it you know tough going into it. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 hard. This game on Friday night. You know, seventy-three to fifty-seven is a great win, but it's it's really hard to watch this game. You know, fifty-five rebounds, you outrebounded team fifty-five to thirty-seven. You're kind of excited about that. Huggins turns it around when when he gets the question. I think from uh, from Mike Kazaza, maybe he gets the question and he goes, "eh, all those rebounds means we're not shooting good." You know, so it's like, you know, he makes he 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 really downplayed the team. In the post-game press conference, but it's so early on in the season, Scooty. What else is he gonna do? Well,
2: what's frustrating for a fan is prior to the game, all Huggins has said is They shoot really well. How well they shoot, (laughs) how well this team works. This team works harder than any other team he's had in the past. Guys are in the gym, guys are going to extra workouts. Jimmy Bell's lost. 752 pounds. <laughs> like <laughs> right, all these right. guys are doing stuff that teams in the past have never done before. And then we get out there and we're playing Bowling Green from Ohio and we scoot by them 73 to 57. Now again, I say let's not put too much stock in the result. Um but you're still shooting 37% from the field. Like that's a number, right? That's right. not great, you know. And, You'd like to see them not – I I would like to see them not run – here's the problem, right? So on a traditional basketball team, a college basketball team, you're going to have 15 guys on the roster. Four of those guys, three of those guys, are going to be like walk-ons, okay? And those are guys that get no minutes except for when the game is way out of hand. We don't really have – that's the problem. Like I feel like – the coaching staff feels like, well, we've brought these guys into play. We got to give them a chance. Like we don't really have to give them a chance because you had, you decided to bring in X amount of scholarship player. We don't have a, like we have Josiah Davis is the only walk-on and he really wasn't brought in to be a walk-on. He was brought in to be a recruited player. We just happen to have so many guys either come back for a fifth year or transfer in or whatever the case is. So we don't have that typical college roster where you've, you've got 12 players The tail tail into your bench is guys that aren't going to play very much so to me it's frustrating in the sense
1: that like i feel like the coaching staff feels like we've got to play all these guys i don't know that we do well i'm glad we saw i'm glad we saw emmett matthews though guido he finished with 14 i was worried that like trey mitchell we wouldn't see him at all but it was good to see him playing the majority of the game i I just expect a lot from him. So I, I was personally happy to see him out there mixing it up.
0: Yeah. I mean, you saw Emmett, Kobe, uh, Joe Toussaint, and Eric Stevenson all over 20 minutes in the game. Eric Stevenson had 31 minutes. He played a lot in the game. Um, I think that it'll be interesting. I mean, here, here's, the, here's facts, guys. So, you know, we play again on Monday, November 7th, Mount St. Mary's. That's in the Coliseum on ESPN Plus as well you know the mount i think we played them did we play them last year i feel like it was last year or the year before we played them too i know too. we've played them before was it last season i can't remember it might have been last season anyways it you know again it's a mid it's a mid major team that we should be able to handle okay then you play you you travel to the the peterson events center scoot's favorite that's right place to play you travel to Pitt. And you play a pit team that is. If you look at most of the rankings, if you look at Ken Palm, if you look at all those places you like to go out and look, pit and West Virginia are really close together in those rankings. I think that'll be the game right now, early on, that will tell a little bit more of the story. What if Jose is clear by then? I mean, it,
2: I don't know. It be nice. I, mean, I right? think
0: that that's a. It'll be nice. Listen. I mean, I think that'll that's the game because like you play Moorhead State, you play Penn uh, in there. Uh, before you go and play in the Phil Knight Legacy Classic, whatever it's called. Well, I'll
2: say this: you're looking for scoring. It can't hurt you to bring a guy in that's averaging 19 a game in Division One, right? So that to me, like, okay, so if that's an issue, uh, at some point when this guy is eligible to go, you're not—is he going to average 19 for us? I don't know that that's the case, but you've got a score so that's that's right. another nice you got a guy, thing. You got a guy who scores points. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I just think it'll be interesting to see Johnson. I mean, because you get you get to Thanksgiving weekend, and you get to the Phil Knight Legacy game, and then you're playing beasts, right? Like that's all you have yeah. that weekend, right? You're facing Purdue to start it, which is a top 25 team. Then you've got Gonzaga. You've got options of playing Gonzaga. You've got Duke, Florida, Oregon State, Xavier. You've got you've got teams at that. So. Yeah, we um we played Mount St. Mary's in 2017,
1: Guido, so it's been a few seasons. But I, I think what, what I worry about, too, and I guess that's what you guys are alluding to, th- this whole health, people being banged up, you, you normally use this early part of the season to get all that right, get everybody playing together, get everybody healthy, and I don't know. I'm afraid you might not have that until you're facing conference foes, and then you're into the buzzsaw, like you said, Guido, and it's almost man you if you don't have it figured out by then then you're really into the the teeth the teeth of the schedule I
0: just hope that unlike last year I felt th- that we were all i I won't say duped but we we all had this like false sense of like oh this team's not that bad when we started the season last right. year what 11 and yeah. two or eleven and three whatever it was and then we went into conference play and it was just like what and so I worry about it this year again you know these games in November and December always make me nervous because You watch the team go out there and they score and they win, and then January comes and you're like, what happens to this team? So, and and I don't, I think this Perez thing is big, Scooty, and I think you know hopefully here in the next week we find out what his eligibility is, and and I mean I think he immediately fits into the rotation, and I think uh, I I I'm with you, Scoot. I know that you know seeing ten guys play double digits is a little crazy. You maybe see that again against Mount St. Mary's, but I think by the time you get into Pitt, Moorhead, State, that, that range, that's it'll start to pare down at that point. It has to. Huggins has done this long enough. He knows he can't run out 15 guys a game, right?
2: I would think. I, I don't know. Uh, I do wonder if the Jose Perez is a reaction to the injury information that we know. Like, so is – Is this the coaching staff going out and and saying to Jose, listen, you're going to play because right now we don't know anything about Pat. We don't know anything about Trey. Like they may not play. So you're going to step right in and be a a major contributor. Or maybe it has nothing to do with that at at all. But what I wonder is what's going to be tougher, the schedule that we have at the Phil Knight Classic or you guys trying to stay awake? For the schedule that we have for the Phil Knight Classic,
0: I know those are all. One of those games is like an eleven thirty tip. The second game is like an eleven thirty p.m. Oh, tip. Man. It was like that year. It's like that year we played that bowl game just, that didn't <laughs> kick off until like twelve thirty at night or whatever just thinking it was. About that, yeah, we were finishing up at <laughs> two a.m. Right. kickoff. I think Johnson. Here's my concern about this basketball team. I'm trying to stay positive because this football team's making me want to be positive about basketball. I feel like when we do this, this is just so far out of Huggins's wheelhouse, right? Like, all we have is new guys in the system. And I said this last year when I was worried about the team. And Huggins has had for years this formula of bringing in these JUCO transfers. They sit the bench. They practice for a year. And then their second year, they're stars. Or their third year, they're, like, Getting, you know, off to the NBA. And that's what Huggins has done, right? That's like, that was what he's done at West Virginia. That's what he did at Cincinnati before. I'm really worried about the fact that it's all new names. It's everybody's new.
1: Yeah. And I think we've since, Guido, put it out of our minds. But, you know, last year, last basketball season was a slog. I mean, it just, it was bad. After that opening round of non conference play that you referenced, you know, the conference season was terrible. I think. We forget that there was like a fifteen game stretch in there where we went one and fourteen. You know, part of part of last season. We we've since kind of put that out of our minds, I think. But the the only not the only, but one of the things I'm holding on to is not not to be uh, not to be mean spirited about last year's team, but I think we we knew pretty early that it felt like we had some parts in place that weren't our normal. You know when we do get a transfer, or what we would have been looking for to shore up some people that had graduated and, and moved on, really, you know, really weren't up to the caliber we were looking for. So, I think, Scoot, I don't know what you're thinking, but it went to me ever since we heard about Eric Stevenson, Joe Toussaint, Emmett Matthews coming back. These are guys that are, are from some big time programs, they've played some, some good basketball, and I'm thinking, like, yes, they're new, but as long as they can gel a bit, I think you know, the abilities are going to be there. The toughness is going to be there. I'm hoping that we don't have a repeat, you know, it at the high level. Yes. There transfers in, but hopefully it's not a repeat of what we saw last year.
2: I think the caliber of player that we've brought in the, uh, the battle tested the, Hey, you know, we're flying on airplanes. We're not taking long bus rides. We're, um, used to, you know, a strong, willed coach you know not to say that some of the group of five or the the lower level division one schools don't have tough coaches but i think some of these guys like eric stevenson the reason why eric stevenson's playing as much as he is is because he played for frank martin and if he can handle frank martin he can handle huggins because they're fairly similar as far as demeanor and and expectations and that's part of the probably why they're such good friends but I think we're getting guys that Huggins would typically have recruited himself. I don't feel like last year's group were guys that Huggins would have recruited.
0: And maybe you're right. I mean, we just can't have a repeat of a 4-14 four and 14 conference schedule again this year. It's th- but I that- think, Guido, your pessimism is well-founded. I
1: mean, look, there's. I think as soon as you and I and Scoot were talking last week about the Big 12 coaches, you know, the preseason poll coming out and they're in WBU's pick ninth um, scoot, Kenny Pomeroy doesn't give the Mountaineers a whole lot. I think we were in at 73 when we were talking about that last week. So I think, you know, the, the, you know, the, I'm not really sure the anxiety's there, you know, like Guido's saying a lot of new pieces, I'm not sure. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, all the pieces are, there, all the pieces are there to have a rock. It Rocky's- looks good on paper. That's <laughs>
0: right. It looks great on paper. But i got to see the performance, right? Yeah,
1: hopefully it comes together. Hopefully it comes together.
0: Well, that'll be interesting to see. WVU plays next week on Monday against Mount St. Mary in Morgantown. That game's at 7.30 tip on ESPN+. Guys, one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up the show this week. I think we're going to be in the Big 12 for a while uh, because the paycheck – just got a little bit bigger right Scooty yeah we uh recently
2: signed as of today signed our new deal uh with ESPN and Fox uh it is you'll have to tell me the numbers it's like 380
1: yeah I've got a I've got a million million 2.2 billion and I yeah, don't some know, it's, it's some ridiculous number confusing.
2: uh what it boils down to is we'll probably get about 50 million dollars as a school which is up slightly from the roughly 35, 36 million that we were getting previous. And I believe um, one of the big things is there is a a uh, clause in there to prorate this. So that kind of um, meaning that if schools were to be added, that they, they can be, um, we can have some more realignment. And so that's been factored into this.
1: Well, I think Guido for me, uh Brett Brett McMurphy is saying 380 million a year for 6 years uh so it's up from the 42 million per school that they get now um to 50 million per school I think considering you're losing the top two brands in the conference um that still keeps the Big 12 in third place kind of solidly behind the SEC and in the Big 10 and I so to I don't know I I don't want to react too quickly to this but I I don't know. I I feel like that's good. Yeah. I was afraid it would have been at or lower than what we're currently
0: getting. So I
1: think you have to. If you're a conference team, uh, I think you got to be really happy with that outcome.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, the, the the deal runs through 2031, which still has us falling short of the SEC deal that was signed last year, which goes through 2034. And that ACC deal, which I still think is one of the worst television deals ever signed, but ACC's locked up with ESPN until twenty thirty six. So it, it's it's interesting that I think it gives ESPN and Fox too to some extent, but more ESPN some out if they need to in the next you know half dozen years if conferences start to fall apart more and more and more. And I think that's you know I I. Totally think this is a a reaction by the Big 12 to sort of try to lock up us being one of the relevant conferences, because now you've got the pack that is just in a rough position now, right? Like, they, they have nothing to bargain. They have very few bargaining chips left, so... I mean, it's good for it's good for Scoot, us.
1: Scoot, do you think this is just sort of I don't know? I'm thinking while we're talking here, which is something I guess I normally don't do. I don't know why I just said that out loud, but I, do you think that? Don't think while you talk.
0: I, What's wrong I with you? Don't think son? I why are you thinking while you talk? Talk, and then I, I don't. don't think. I normally <laughs> don't do the thinking part. Is awesome. what I'm trying what I'm to
2: thinking. say. I told you, uh, boy, you better thank.
1: Scoot, do you think? <laughs> do you think this uh, adds more? What am I trying to say? Like, if if you're if you're looking at Shane Lyons, are you like, hey, hey, bud, you got even more money now. If you, pay, if you need to pay, if you need to pay, if you need to pay to get out of a situation that you might be in, you know, like, right, what, like, don't, don't you yeah, think I it's mean, like
2: it, it should give you more leeway to not only get yourself out of bad situations, but to potentially but pay new people,
1: get you into a new better situation. Right.
2: So, like, if if the going rate for a college football coach is seven to eight million dollars a year, that shouldn't be that big of a concern now with this. Uh additional money
0: with this additional 10 to 12 million dollars a year you're going to be getting hey speaking of which i think you can use some of that money to get rid of one of the contracts that you currently have i don't know maybe maybe yeah maybe perhaps i don't know it's interesting but uh congrats to uh the big 12 and i mean i don't hate it you know i don't i, I mean i like our position on espn uh i don't necessarily love fox broadcast but it's, it's okay it's better than i think some of the other options that are out there well and so if you're that, uh, we're so locked up.
1: guido if you're uh BYU UCF Cincinnati you're like home run you're happy yeah you've
2: got
0: to feel like you just won the lottery right like this is
2: like you've got to be kidding me
0: (laughs) (laughs) we can get ourselves a really nice golden night now (laughs) yeah guys I think it's uh you know it's 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 where we are it's where we've been and then and it's good that we get a little bit of extra dough out of the situation so that's good. Well, listen, guys, we should probably wrap it up this week. WVU plays on Saturday. They are going to continue to play football. That is true. I mean, at least show up to the games. Uh, they play Iowa State Saturday in Ames. That game is on ESPN Plus. It's a three thirty kickoff, and then uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. We're twenty. I, I like that ESPN a uh, percentage chance of winning at 30% or whatever 29.8% whatever it is that's super depressing to me. I thought that this would be a game that we'd have a shot at and it's not every time I look at it it just gets worse and worse and worse Johnson.
1: Yeah, and I think I think if we're going to Hang our heads on or hang our hats. You, you wouldn't hang your head. On. I don't hang my head on anything. There I go uh, trying to think and talk at the same time. I
0: think you better thanks, son.
1: You're you're going to be more excited for that home game at uh, with Oklahoma, aren't you? Which is weird. I mean that that's so odd. Is it
0: weird that that's like we're going to say that that's probably our best chance to yeah. win another game this season? I mean, come on, that's crazy talk. That's that's crazy talk. So well, listen, guys. Uh, look for us online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us uh, on our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's the hub of everything about us.
1: It is the hub. You can find the latest show uh, with all the show notes included there. You can also click on the tune-in link right on the front page if you want to listen in your browser to the latest show. You can also click through to the merch store
0: and check out our G-Y-E-O merch, so uh, check it all out. Yeah, check it out, gotyourearson.com. Don't forget, folks, tell your friends to listen, like, and subscribe. We'll be back next week. Hopefully have some more information about jose perez talk a little more basketball and we'll break down this iowa state game we appreciate you listening you've been listening to got your ears on